Hi guys, welcome back to Stuck in a Blender. This is your host, Brittany Simmel. Today I have Brooke Leslie back. I'm sure you remember her from the last couple episodes we had. And today we have a brand new topic to discuss, one that we're going to dabble in that I haven't actually touched on yet, but um, I really want to explore. And I think she's a great person to have that conversation with. So, hey, Brooke. Hey, how you doing? I'm phenomenal. How are you? I'm good. Great. I'm excited about this. I think it's a great topic. Yeah. Yeah. So before we dive in, um, let's, I guess the, the gist of it is, uh, Brooke and I have both observed as we had become step family or blended family coaches, when we first got into the community on social media, we thought it was really awesome to have all these other stepmoms, whether they're coaches or not, um, and all these different podcasts and, and I guess you could call them resources to relate to hopefully find, you know, some peace and maybe solutions in. And as time goes on, I recently found myself having to unfollow all of these accounts or hashtags and it has nothing to do. It's not any ill will, or I'm not talking, you know, shit about the characters of these people. It's just, I think once you start doing more inner growth, you start sort of seeing things differently. And both Brooke and I agree that sort of what you focus on expands. And a lot of these conversations, podcast, or, you know, like Instagram, Facebook, they, all of these women are just reiterating what is focusing on whether it be conflict or how to relate to your partner or your stepkids or like, step parents matter too. all of this obvious stuff that happens in all of our lives, because that, that does happen, but not really realizing that as you continue to tell this story on repeat, like a broken record, it's just going to continue being your story. So the truth is, if you want to write a different story, you're going to have to start telling a different story, experiencing a different story. And though you can't change other people or necessarily the circumstances around you, you really can learn how to change you from the inside out. And it's funny because when things start to change and significantly shift on the inside, things on the outside just naturally start shifting. Biomom might not be any less, you know, quote unquote crazy, if that's how you perceive it, or maybe you're having issues with your husband or your, or your stepkids, but the more we'll call it mind food and positive things that, you know, the content you're consuming, instead of consuming the same old story, you will see things shift. All right. I talked enough. So Brooke, jump in. (laughs) Well, I agree with you. And I think that finding accounts that you can relate to, especially, I mean, none of us are reaching out because things are going splendidly. So when you're kind of I find a lot of stepmoms don't have a lot of stepmom friends in real life. Oh yeah. So then we go online and then we try to find people that are going through the same issues that we're experiencing. And then, yeah, like you said, it just perpetuates the feelings and and it validates you in thinking, you know, like if you're struggling with bio mom, then it just validates you like, yeah, she's like that too. And like, you know, it just gives you, more reason to think everything she does is annoying instead of thinking, okay, maybe I am expecting this from her. Maybe I'm starting to really live in the conflict and wanting to prove that she's wrong and wanting to prove that I'm right. And that 
it's not fixing anything. It's just making you want to see the negative in her more and more or your stepkids. If you're not getting along with your stepkids and you know, all of the stepmoms matter too. Of course we do, but you need to matter inside yourself yeah, and you need to matter inside your family. It doesn't need to be like, Oh, I did this or I scheduled the kids carpool or soccer or took them here, took them there. And like, I'm not being validated. I, when I take my biological kids places, am I being validated? It's validation to me to help my children experience these things. Mm -hmm. That is what I don't expect my husband to be like, thank you so much for taking our son to his (laughs) soccer practice, you know? And when you enter a step family, then you are, you're able to decide how much involvement you're going to have in the parenting and then set your boundaries and stick to them, but don't do it for other people to tell you what a great job you're doing being, you know, a functioning member of your family. If you don't want to be doing it and you're not doing it because it's bringing you joy and it's something that you want to do for your family or for yourself, because it, you know, is something that you want, then talk to your husband and don't do it or your partner. Sorry. I recently listened to a podcast about this gender and I'm going to say partner and it doesn't have to be your husband. The biological parent could also be a woman. Totally. And I think that's very important too, to be mindful. I know. We, we are definitely uh, like, we're learning. Mom, so we're going to, you know, naturally gravitate that way. But yes, thank you for sharing that. Yeah. So basically so, what you seek, you will find, right? Yes, exactly. I don't think people realize the power of the mind and they, they let all of these external circumstances suck them in and they can't figure out why it just keeps sucking and sucking and sucking. And sure, like maybe there's moments of, you know, fleeting happiness or things that go right, or you do get validated by somebody else. And I'm not saying that, like, I mean, come on, everybody wants to feel appreciated and acknowledged by whoever it is that is meaningful to you. That is a normal human behavior. However, we've all heard that, like, you know, the validation needs to come within and all of this inner strength comes from within and you need to have self-love and self-worth, but I don't think people really know how to define that. And so, you know, a big topic that I hear from clients or read about is like them really wanting their, their partner to relate to them. And I wrote a little blog on it last night. It's on my website, but this, so like for the step parents that walk into a family that, you know, the, the man or the woman, whatever your partner is not a step parent. They've never been a step parent. They have no fucking idea what it's like. They're not going to relate to you because to relate means to like have similar feelings or ideas or thoughts as, you know, and experiences as somebody else. And like the, the truth is that's not going to happen. And I think this desperate need to want to relate to your partner in that sense, unless they've gone through it themselves, it's not going to happen. However, if you can shift gears and decide like, Hey, what, what do I really need? So like maybe support and understanding, but what does that look like? Cause we're all desperate for it. And we say, we don't get it. But like, if you can't clearly define these words and what it means to you experientially, because again, some of this is subjective, it's different for everybody. If you can't do that, how the hell are you going to ask for it? 
you know? And the, and the truth is we, I don't think a lot of people realize how codependent they are either. And like, we want all of these things from whether it's our partner or stepkids or somebody else. And we've all heard it's our job, but really committing and figuring out how to do that. And then like having your partner be the supplemental support and acknowledgement is so important. And until you realize and start putting that to practice, you will be empty. There will always be something that your partner's not doing enough of or giving enough of. And I remember I, I went through that and I was like, dude, you never validate me. I do so much. Like what the fuck? I'm raising your kids 50% of the time. I go above and beyond. I'm also trying to, to form a friendship with their mom. Like what the fuck? <laughs> and like, it took a long time to really, you know, realize that like these uh, back to the topic, the accounts and things that I was following, having my experience validated, but it was an experience that sure. Okay. It's normal. And it was nice to know that like I had these other women or men to relate to, but I didn't want that story. So if you don't want that story, why are you continuing to tell it? to validate it. It's going to continue to be your story. Yeah. And sitting there and being like, I'm, I matter and I'm not being validated. And my husband doesn't relate to me reading about this and listening to other people talk about how their life is the same as yours. is not helping you sitting down and having a productive conversation with your partner and saying, you know, I know you probably don't understand this. You've never been in my position and I get that. And I don't expect that you're going to know how I'm feeling, but I need you to listen to me. And this is my reality. And this is how I feel Mm -hmm. and just put it on your feelings and that this is what you're experiencing and that you need them to try to understand or to at least hear you. Mm -hmm. And that's where you're going to start making changes and things are going to start getting better. Right. Not expecting that you should be validated because other people are saying it too. You know, like it's being a parent is hard, no matter what kind of parent you are. And if I'm having a hard day with my kids and, you know, I'm going on and I I know that positivity sometimes can also be irritating because if my kids are driving me nuts and I just want bedtime and I go and I just keep reading a bunch of people saying, enjoy every minute, they're only little ones, like, you know, it's not helping, you know, like yeah. I'm at, so sometimes if I go on and somebody's like, ugh, you know, and make some comment, it'll make me feel better in the moment. And then you can move on, you know, mm-hmm. but if I sit there and just keep reading about how much we give to these kids and how this is like, you know, and it just keeps being moms complaining about being moms. And that's just going to drag me down into a hole that I don't want to be in, you right. know? So I think having, you know, people that do, you can relate to and that you can, but don't sit there forever. You know, if you just keep spiraling downwards into things like that, then, and it's the same with anything, you know, if you hate your job and you keep reading about how like working's for the birds and this sucks and you're going to work and then you're going to die. And it's not, then that's also going to, you know, just make you so sitting there, you know, yes, there's good times to have funny little things to be like, okay, yeah. This is just how it is and it will get better. And this is a moment and I'm in a mood or whatever, but then you need to sit there and think if this is something that's daily bothering you and that you're not enjoying your life as a stepmom, and that you're just like one little thing away from snapping, then you need to start thinking, where is the problem? Mm-hmm. You know, 
is it that I need to be validated? Then you need to sit down with your husband or your partner and say, you know, I'm feeling that I'm doing all this without any recognition. This isn't something I need to do. I didn't decide to give birth to these children. However, you did decide to marry a man with these children. But if you, if you are not comfortable doing it, then you need to say, you know what, I don't want this to be my spot. How can we change things around so that somebody else can be responsible for this? Cause it's just not serving me. Or you need to say, you know, I don't mind doing this, but I'm feeling like I'm doing it without any recognition. Would you, could you just let me know every now and then how much you appreciate me or just tell them what you need to feel good about it. Because if you're not feeling good, then you need to have that conversation, you know? Well, yeah. And I think that's great. Cause again, your partner is supposed to, you know, be the, the other, what did I say? Supplement all of these things. Um, mm-hmm. I think getting clear also like a huge thing, at least for me. And I, you know, maybe some people like poo poo this, but love languages, Uh, Mm -hmm. that's a great book, but if you choose not to read the book, that's okay. You can also take the quiz. Um, it's super short and easy and it gives you like the gist of what you need to know. But, um, if you're not feeling validated, obviously, first of all, you need to take responsibility for yourself and really explore what it means to have you feel validated. Because again, even if you have the most amazing partner that validates you all the time, it's not going to change. You're still going to feel empty and longing for something, but the love languages really helped me. Um, I read the book, my husband did not, but we did take the quiz and the truth is like, so I'm not going to go into like my own love language and all the love languages out there, but we all receive validation, recognition, acknowledgement differently. And So to know what your love language, your primary love language is, and, you know, then there's a secondary and to know your, your partners, you're going to run less into the issues. If you choose to actually understand and provide what's necessary, um, giving and receiving, because the way that you give and receive might feel really good to you, but the other person might receive it and be like, uh, you know, gee, thanks. Or it's not working. The message hasn't gotten through. So that was a big game changer for me because I realized we actually did have different primary love languages. And so I then had to make the conscious choice of like, Hey, validation to me or acknowledgement or appreciation looks this way for me. Um, it looks this way for my husband. So even though it feels weird because that's not what I like or interpret as all of these things, I have to do it differently for him and vice versa. And it takes a little bit of getting used to, but that was a big thing for me. And that's, that's the great part about getting curious and to understand or to say, I want to understand, like it takes genuine curiosity. You have to be able to ask questions and, and do it without like having conclusions or judgments already. And like, I don't care what you think, you know, if you truly want to understand another person, you ask the intelligent questions without even like you know, shitty tone or inflection in your voice, mm-hmm. you know? What yeah. I mean? And that's, you need to start these conversations from a, a place of wanting a good outcome, not, right. not wanting to, you know, prove that you're right or make them feel like you feel, you know, you need to go in with the hope that there's going to be a productive conversation and not an argument because nothing's going to resolve if you can't discuss it. 
And have you heard how he started that? The, the Love Languages author? No. He was a family therapist. Okay. Love- you know, I was going to say, it, was he a therapist and he had all these? Okay. Got it. Sorry to yeah. interrupt. It just, it, he had this couple that just. I did read about Gary Chapman. Yeah. I heard him on a podcast and it was actually really, it made perfect sense. He had this couple that was, you know, they're both like, I don't feel like they love me. And, you know, the wife felt like he didn't love her. And the husband was like, I'm doing everything to show you that I love you, you know, and like I'm taking the garbage out. I'm doing because for him, acts of service is the way he receives love. Mm-hmm. And for her, that wasn't hers. So she's like, he's just always so busy. You know, he's never has time for me. Mm-hmm. And then so that's what made him. And I thought that was genius because it does make totally. so much sense if you're trying to show your way and it doesn't land then. Right. You know, it doesn't feel the same. So, yeah. That's awesome. Um, yeah. Good book. Great book. <laughs> totally recommend it. Yeah. They're going to say, oh, also in terms of like the step parents, um, I went through this and I know like my clients have voiced that they've gone through this too. Um, the guilt. So, guilt is self inflicted, and people who choose guilt, um, typically are in the victim mode and want to blame everybody else around them thinking that however they respond or act is somehow going to like remove the guilt. Um, so when I first became a stepmom, um, I went overboard, of course, because again, the validation, I was seeking validation from outside. And so I would I would always be readily available for my husband or his kids or their mother or, you know, whoever. And, you know, if I wasn't home or if I wasn't there to participate in whatever, you know, family outing it was, or didn't help them with their homework or wasn't, you know, at their beck and call for dinner or whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah. I would feel this guilt that like somehow, I wasn't going to see, receive validation or acceptance if I didn't break my back and, you know, oh, forget Brittany. Like she doesn't matter. Her needs don't matter. Like just give it everything you got because that's what you should do. Right. (laughs) And when I didn't, I had this guilt and eventually I got to the point where of course, like being a stepmom goes in phases, maybe not everybody experiences it to this degree, but I got really fucking pissed. Um, I was depressed. I had ultimately just phenomenal high anxiety. Um, and I was mad, you know, I was mad at everybody that I was doing things for, but like somehow I just chose not to say no. Um, and like, I would cancel my plans with my friends or, you know, maybe make smaller or shorter time frames. whatever it was. It didn't matter. It was like, I didn't come first. And I, I do, after I realized this and after it created so many fights, I mean, my husband and I, there were a couple of times where I was like, this is so bad. Like him too. And thinking, is this like, is this going to last? I've gotten to the point where this just so much sucks that I don't think I can do this. However, I wasn't taking responsibility. Like that's the problem with being in victim mode, um, wanting everyone else to change. And then we're like, no, we don't want anyone else to change. But like the the truth is like you do, because if you didn't, you'd be taking responsibility for yourself. And so I I do share even, you know, with bio moms, I, it's the same thing. You need to take care of yourself. 
And if you aren't not only modeling that, but are not doing that just for the sake of yourself, you're going to lose it. (laughs) You're going to blame everyone else around you and it's going to go to shit the same way it did for me. And nobody's going to dislike you. I mean, people have their feelings, you know, again, they come in waves. So like issues with your husband or your spouse, I should say, and, and, or your stepkids or your bio kids, like they're going to have times where they don't like you or don't like your choices. Like that's just part of being human to like have this idea that somehow you are going to always be accepted, always be happy with, and you know, that somehow you can do no wrong. is just a total misconception and lie that I think a lot of step parents tell themselves. So somehow they feel like they need to be doing all these things and end up neglecting themselves. And if, if you feel like you shouldn't be neglecting the children, the truth is like, you know, what about our inner child? Like we might be in an adult body, but like, would you, why are you neglecting yourself? Why? And I think, I think part of that with stepmoms also stems from the, um, trying to compete, you know, you're trying to compete for, to be the better mom, to be, um, the Such an ego the, thing. Yes. The fun house and gives a you know, shit. Yeah. And then you're constantly yes. trying to prove this to, and then I definitely got caught up in that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I wanted to be the best and trying to live up to that is so stressful And you're just constantly thinking, you know, I was so busy judging their mom, which was not fair. I, I also don't know what's going on there. There's no way for me to really know. So these ideas that I was coming up with in my head were in my head. And then I'm trying to be the best, be the fun house, make them want to be here. Do And I'm living this life trying to prove something to them that I'd never needed to prove and assuming that I'm being judged from the other house mm-hmm. when I don't know if that was true either and walking on eggshells because like oh heaven forbid something get over there that I don't want to be portrayed as or whatever and it's no way to live you're not bonding with the kids you're so busy competing mm-hmm. and worrying about the picture then you're not actually living your life and you're not, you're not happy. It's not making the kids happy. It's not doing anything for the kids because they can feel it. So until you can sit there and be like, you know what? I just want these kids to have a safe place in my home to, you know, and they're kids. They're not going to always like everything you say. Of course. I didn't like everything my parents said. It changes nothing about how I feel about them. You know, like, and just being able to be show them that we do make mistakes and that being confident in what you're doing and just not worrying about other people's eyes watching you. You need to do what you feel is right for the kids because it's right for the kids or the right for your family, right for your home and not worry about an outside judgment because at the end of the day, that's not what matters and it's not helping anybody. Mm-hmm. So getting all caught up in you know the competition and, and it, you really can get tunnel vision on that. And It's not, you know, and the judgment to their mom is not fair either. You don't know her. You don't know as much as you think, you know, and the minute that I started thinking, okay, this woman is just 
a mother trying to do her best. And she's been through some hard things, you know, like the idea of having to go through a separation and share my children and not see them all the time and not have communication with their father and like be on the same page. That's horrific to me. Mm -hmm. I do not ever want to experience that. And the minute you start understanding that this is what she's been through and this is what she's trying to navigate through. She's a person, you know, she's not some demon that had children that now she's sitting there judging you. You're judging her. I was judging her and with no reason other than I was insecure and I was trying to be better than her, you know, and it's not, she's their mother. She's always going to be their mother. no matter, even if I did end up being better, which there will never be a way of knowing that because there's no measure to that. And she's still the mom. Mm -hmm. She's biologically connected to them. And for me, the best thing for me to do for them, if, you know, is support her and to be a support to her, to make them feel that they have, even if you don't like her, even if you you have a problem with her, even if you don't even know her, like, even if you have no relationship, but arguing the kids still love her yeah, and the kids have a right to love her and the kids have a right to be out of this conflict and to not have to deal with it. And even if they're sitting there saying something and you're like, I disagree so much with what she's doing, you need to be supportive of them. And that means being understanding and giving her some grace because none of us are perfect and kids are also the way they see things isn't always reality totally so the story they're telling you may not really be and the way you're interpreting it Mm -hmm. may be skewing what's actually going on so give her the benefit of the doubt you know and try to be on we should all be on the team of we want these children to thrive in life and to have the least amount of impact from their parents not being together and to actually be a bonus to their life and for them to have another person to love them and to support them and to want to see what's best for them. And that does not mean competing with their mother or trying to like, you know, rip them apart because that's what it's doing. So I just think it's important to not get caught up in all of that because at the end of the day, everybody's goal is to give the kids a better life. Right. And having for them to have to feel that sort of tension or that to even, ugh, I don't know, trying to minimize them feeling like you don't like their mom. That's the idea of somebody doing that to me when I was a child, try, like trying to make me disagree with something my mom said. My dad did that to me. My yeah, parents that's were a nasty divorce. And I mean, like it wasn't a step parent doing that, but man, my, yeah, it was unfortunate. And you know what? They're very different now. Obviously they're much older, but it's really painful, whether it's your parent or your step parent, frankly, they don't have to say shit for you to feel that. And yeah. That's bringing it back to like, you know, taking responsibility, why it's important. Like, yeah. Okay. So we're all on the same team. Like we want it to be for the kids. We also want it to have a phenomenal relationship with our partner. And most importantly, 
you know, have a phenomenal relationship with yourself and model that because if you don't have that and you know, you're just a miserable person, you're not going to provide that for anybody. Your relationship's going to fall apart. You know, the, the family or the kids are going to pick up on things and kids, kids don't interpret like you said, what is all the time. So like, if you're acting different or distant or whatever, because you aren't happy, they're going to assume that you don't like them or that you have a problem with them. Cause a lot of times children will in their heads, make up, like I'm responsible for this. That's classic. And obviously you don't want to do that. Um, and even if they are annoying the shit out of you or something like you have to remember, like, why are these triggers happening for me? Why again, bring it back to responsibility. And again, rewrite a different story. Like you can continue to focus on all the shit that you don't like and have validation and relation from all these things that you follow on social media or listen to, but you know what your mind and especially your subconscious mind, I don't care what, you know, I mean, that's science. You can go Google this shit. Your subconscious mind runs the show. It doesn't matter what you think, you know, but everything that you watch on TV, everything, listen to everything you scroll through on social media, your conversations with people, it absorbs into your subconscious and it tell like what you're consuming is what you're telling your subconscious. This is true. Even if your logical brain, your conscious brain is saying, Oh, that's not true. Like, yeah, I got the power. But like, if your subconscious brain thinks otherwise you're fucked. So if you just keep looking for all of these things of what to be true on social media slash podcast, whatever, Mm -hmm. that is going to be your truth. So Mm -hmm. stop telling us that you want to have a different truth, yet you're participating in maybe even producing content or listening to podcasts that are just reiterating the reality you don't like. Mm -hmm. Choose something different. Take responsibility for yourself. And like we talked about at the beginning, the, the kids, the husband or the wife or anybody else, like bio mom, whatever, they, the goal is not to change them. Sure. Would it be so much nicer if like, they would just do whatever the hell you wanted to do? I mean, come on, think about it. Did you do everything that anybody in your life, your parents, your siblings, your, you know, your family, your friends, did you just decide that you were going to like be the person that they wanted you to be? Uh, no, (laughs) hello. (laughs) So that's not the goal. And it's, it's never going to be the goal mostly because it doesn't exist. And so taking responsibility is really hard because the easy way out and the cop out is to blame other people and circumstances and wishing and wanting everything around you to change. But the truth is like that the only way for you to even have like the tiniest bit of happiness or peace is to choose it and you have to work at it every day. And so maybe it is time to unfollow, you know, the things that you're following, whether it's hashtags or um, certain accounts, if, if ask yourself, like, are these people just validating my experience? And if the answer is yes, then ask yourself, like, is this the experience I want to continue to have, or that I want to have currently? If the answer is no, in any way, even if it's relatable, unfollow that shit and start following and consuming mind food that will actually retrain your subconscious mind to start creating what you actually want, because it's totally possible. Doesn't mean you're going to have shitty days it's a choice. Yeah. Well, and that's when we were having the most amount of conflict, it was not anybody 
else's fault, really, because just the way, you know, trying to prove things all the time or trying to be, you know, yeah, when you're trying to validate that you're right and that your experience is something that everybody's having and it's not helping. The minute that you start thinking, okay, how am I contributing to this? How am I making it worse? How am I making my life worse? Then you start to be able to see things in a different light and start realizing that you do have control over the situation. You're not going to change anybody else. It's not going to happen. But if you change the way you see everybody else or the way that you see situations and maybe realize that it's not the reality and that you're the way you're looking at things and the way you're reacting to things is actually contributing to more conflict and more upset in your home. Even and just the thoughts you think. Yes. Because it's yeah. the thoughts you, you think shifting. that provoke an emotion. It's the emotion that provokes the, you know, the way you speak or the way that you engage. There mm. you go. It all starts with the thoughts in your head. Choose it. If you start to go in a direction that is negative or you don't want, literally you could say, I, I do it. I, when I wake up and I have a shitty day or there's something bothering me, like, oh, fuck this. I'm so annoyed. This annoys me. That annoys me. Wish this was different. And then I'm like, whoa, Britt, like take a step back. You don't want this. So stop choosing this. Mm-hmm. I choose, well, I choose joy. Okay. Well, what, what are you going to do? That's actually going to bring you joy. Even if it has nothing to do with the situation that was bringing you upset, what are you going to do? Because the, the more continuous that you are actually joyful and happy, like it could be tiny little things it just builds just like all the negativity just builds. So it's hello, which direction do you want to go? Yeah. And a prime example of that in my stepmom experience was when the kids used to say, my mom does it like this, or my mom that used to irritate me so much. And once I thought about it, I was like, why is this even irritating me? Mm. Because I'm competing with her and I'm feeling like they're judging me and that they're telling me that she's better than me. So this is my own insecurity right? when really what they're, what, how I see it now is that they're trying to relate to me and Mm -hmm. being like, oh, we've done this before too. And they're trying to take a moment and bond with me and have a relatable experience. And that has changed everything for me because now if they tell me that I'm like, oh yeah. And like, then I show interest and then they can talk to me about things and then it gives us a bonding moment rather than me being like you know and that was never about their mom it was never about them it was about me being insecure about feeling that I'm not better than her or that they think she's better than me it's not they don't see you as competitors they see you as two different people so once I started seeing that that these things are on me. It started making my relationship with them better and my overall experience better because now I'm not having those moments of being like, you know, and being frustrated and feeling like I want to retreat because now they've put me in a bad mood. You know, they didn't do anything to me. I did that all to myself. Mm -hmm. And go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. I just think once you start seeing how you're contributing to your own demise Mm-hmm. then it makes everything so much better because it does change everything and it does change these moments for you. Mm-hmm. And it changes the dynamic in your house because, you know, they don't need to walk on eggshells and say everything. They're not going to. They're mm-hmm. kids. You know, they're just going to be kids and you need to start figuring out when you have moments that are, you know, stressing you out, 
then you need to think about where that's really coming from because it's often not the thing that you think. Exactly. And I think like part of that, you know, triggers and insecurities, I think part of self-development and really exploring what makes you, you and taking responsibility, these insecurities, I mean, they, they run deep, you know? So it's like the idea to compete for validation or self-worth, like I'm a firm believer that events show up in our lives to teach us what we need to until we fully understand and can slash want to change it. So like the blended family, you know, all these stepmoms walk into a blended family and they're bitching about their situation. And like, you know, my life is over. I love my partner, but this situation sucks. I think it showed up to teach you something. And all of these insecurities that you own because you, you, chose them and you're still choosing them as long as they're affecting you they you know they show up as triggers and you have to remember that like they're (laughs) clearly like I think stepmoms they have a special experience in terms of working through their own stuff if they choose because you're right most people don't know what it's like to be a step parent and our our insecurities as we see all over social media are just plastered everywhere and reiterating these horrible experiences and we wish everything was different but like if you take a step back and you take a look within these insecurities have nothing to do with your blended family life absolutely nothing they run Mm -hmm. so deep and it's a perfect opportunity it's screaming in your damn face Mm -hmm. look inside what is it really about and what needs to be healed so then all of this trigger shit starts to just dissipate And then you realize like, oh no, it's not actually the blended family thing. It's actually me, my stuff that I need to heal, that I need to work on, that I need to choose differently. And you, despite what's happening around you and the chaos and the people that you can't change, you'll find, you'll actually be so much more at peace. Like choosing joy on a daily basis, life becomes so much more abundant and beautiful And you start to see things, like you said, you know, you have different moments that you make special because you chose that. Mm -hmm. And that's like following all these accounts and hashtags, like you said, it's just, it's giving you the idea that being a stepmom is something that happened to you and that (laughs) these things are happening to you because this happened to you. This didn't happen to you. You choose this, you chose it and you continue to choose it. Mm -hmm. So either you can sit there and wallow like, well, my life, or you can sit there and think, why are these things a problem for me? Mm -hmm. I chose a man or woman who had children and an ex. And yes, it does make things a little more complicated just because this isn't, you know, a route that everybody knows how to navigate. Right. But it is something that you did decide. And when I decided to, and I don't agree with the, like, you can't exactly know what to expect the same way you can't know what to expect when you move in with somebody or when you have biological children, you know, you know they're always going to come future? up in your own life. Yes. No. Yeah, like, exactly. You're never so, going to experience, I mean, you're never going to predict anything. You, you yeah. know, so you, it's basically what comes at you is how you choose to navigate it. Yeah. And that when I had biological children, did I know exactly how that was going to go? No. <laughs> Do I need to learn how to navigate it? 
Yes. The same way you need to learn how to navigate a marriage, you know, issues are going to arise there. It's how you handle things totally. that will decide how that all plays out. It's who so you thinking, because I'm a stepmom, all these horrible things happen. It's so poor me and it's so annoying and ugh, everybody else, don't you have this problem because you're a stepmom? It's not because you're a stepmom. It's because you are choosing to wallow in these circumstances. Everybody has things, you know? Totally. Children are children. People are people. Yep. It is what it is. You need to refigure how you're handling your own life because you chose this and you, you know, the same way people choose to have kids, the same way people choose to marry people. You need to learn how to, yeah, just navigate it in a way that's going to make you happy. Because it's not, it's not something that happened to you. It's something you chose. hundred percent. And I think like for the stepmoms or stepparents that are thinking they want to make the choice to walk away um, in terms of, you know, healing your issues and your, you know, your triggers and your insecurities, like, okay, walk away. Uh, Newsflash, you will still be the same person Mm -hmm. you're choosing to be not just what you're choosing to do, who you choose to be and your way of being inside Mm. is going to be what actually prompts you to choose how to do. And I'm not saying like, you know, there are different reasons why maybe it is time to walk away and I'm not just dismissing that, but for the stepmoms that think everything is just happening to them and that they'd be better off walking away you're still going to be the same person inside until you choose to be somebody different. And just because it might not show up in, you know, your husband or the stepkids or bio mom or whoever, it'll show up in different ways because that's just how the universe works. And mm-hmm. it's entirely your job to take responsibility and heal those things. So again, there's no easy way out. It's the person that you choose to be, but mm-hmm. find food, most importantly, what you choose to consume And if you truly, truly, truly want to experience and write a different story, stop consuming all the stuff that's validating your current story. Agreed completely. So uh, on that note, (laughs) I feel like this (laughs) is a really awesome conversation. Thank you for exploring this topic with me because this was the first time I, you know, I've I've chatted about it to different people, but um, I haven't really seen anything about it on social media. And I think it's so easy to get lost in and the validation of what is rather than interesting, interested in changing what is because you can, and it starts with you. And even if it's all you can change is you and who you're being that hundred percent is enough. It will always be enough. And you will notice how things start to shift around you. So take a look at what's going on in your life um, and, and what you're consuming. Maybe it's time to start unfollowing all this stuff and, and find not the blended family community that is just continuing to perpetuate what's already happening, but find the people that inspire you, you know, the mindset people, people that are really interested in self-development because ultimately that's what it comes down to. Right. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It'll change everything. I assure you that. So do you have any other things you want to add? No, I just think, I think, I agree with what you said. And the conversation was great. And I do truly believe that blended life can be 
you know, I wouldn't trade it. I love my family. I love my life and I wouldn't change it. And did I always feel that way? I don't know, but I do know that it can get easier if you just do the work and you just, you know, look in and see what you're doing and how you're viewing things and see if maybe there's a way to change that because it can really make your life so much better. And I cannot reiterate enough that just because you choose to be a different person or your way of being to choose happiness does not actually mean that other people are going to stop being who they're being. So if your expectation going into this is all these other people are going to change because I'm changing, you're wrong. And I would just like to save you from that misery right now, because (laughs) that's just impossible. And frankly, that shouldn't be your goal. You You should be your own goal. So on that note, um, Brooke, I know I'll put it in the show notes and you've said it on past podcasts. However, please tell us, um, everybody who's listening, Brooke is also a blended family step family coach and you can find her. Go ahead. On Instagram at the struggling stepmom and my website is strugglingstepmom.com. All right. So everybody check her out. Uh, I have her back basically on a monthly basis. I'd like to keep going. So yes, great. anyway, sure. thanks for listening everybody and um, be sure to check her out. And uh, I guess that's it. Come back next month. <laughs> thanks, bro. <Brooke. laughs> Thank you.